InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Just about everyone has read news stories about child abuse or heard statistics on how often it occurs. But what's it like for the child who suffers that abuse? And what can happen afterwards when the abuse is recognized by authorities and children are sent to foster homes? Well, one woman who knows these things all too well is our next guest. She's Margaret Ucolano, now a successful entrepreneur and author of The God Box. Margaret, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Well, let's start at the beginning. The childhood you describe in your book was really tough at times, and you suffered some serious abuse. Yes, I did. I grew up in a very dysfunctional environment. Basically, the state came in and removed me from my home probably when I was about age 12 for mental and physical abuse, and, and that was the age that I entered in to the foster care system in the state of California, and as I say, really began my journey. Most people feel when a child's removed from an abusive environment that they're going to be fine now because they've been taken into custody, but in my situation, it really was an enlightening experience, and my abuse really started at that point worse than where I was coming from. So it's really sort of a roll of the dice for a child. They don't really know what kind of situation they will land in in a foster home, and they're obviously pretty much powerless at that point. Well, absolutely, because we are under the age of 18, so we have no say or control over what happens in our life at that point. And the foster care system in general has over 500,000 children in it in the U.S. And so if you can imagine, it's a very overwhelmed, overpopulated system, and there's not enough quality homes. Some people luck out, and there are a few good foster parents out there, but the 15 homes that I was in, I did not experience a quality home. Fifteen homes. Wow. Tell us a little bit about that, how that transpired, how that unfolded for you. Well, for a preteen teenager, they're more difficult to place in what's called a permanent foster home. And so I went through a slew of temporary foster homes to where you would get moved every 60 to 90 days while they tried to find you a permanent home. And the homes that I was in were just, uh, a lot of them were poverty-struck the parents were welfare recipients, not very clean. I had some abusive homes to where I had alcoholic foster parents who were very abusive. I was in homes that had eight other girls living in the same bedroom. And if you can imagine, you know, eight Hmm. dysfunctional girls, that was an abusive environment all for itself. But as I say, I, you know, really started to experience more abuse, you know, worse than the home that I was taken from. Obviously, you turned out very well. You've become very successful, and you're now a published author. But what happens, do you feel, to a lot of the kids who go through this type of a system? Well, most of them, if they're lucky, they can return to family members at some point and not have to, what I call, age out of the system at 18, which is when you basically get put out on the street to become an adult and fend for yourself. But, you know, a lot of cases that does happen, and a lot of these kids go on welfare, they go into homeless societies, they become drug addicts, alcoholics. Once again, these are children that have grown up in dysfunctional environments and haven't really been enabled themselves to overcome some of the traumatic experiences and don't fare well as adults. Margaret, do you have any idea of the numbers of children we're talking about who go through this? Well, we have about 500,000 children in foster care today. Each state 
is different as far as statistics on how many children age out at age 18, but it's extremely high if you look at it from a national average. You probably have over 100,000 children a year, depending on the statistic that you're reading, that ages out and don't have a place to go. And, of course, when you age out, that means you're done being a foster child and you're out and you have to make your own way at that point. Absolutely. You have to make your own way, and if you are blessed to have a decent social worker, because there are some good ones, you know, there are other programs that they can try to help you get into, such as living in a YMCA or a homeless shelter or trying to find a temporary aging out group home. But so many of the kids fall through the cracks because the system is so overwhelmed. And those are the children that, you know, I'm mostly concerned about and society needs to be concerned about because they die on the streets in some instances and they don't become well-educated, well-faring adults. They just fall into another system. Our guest on InfoTrack is Margaret Ucolano, author of My God Box, Parable of the Incorrigible Child. And we're talking about the foster child system and the abuse and the problems involved. Margaret, in your case, what happened after you got out of foster care? How did you uh, find your way? Well, I came out at age 18 extremely dysfunctional. I had a lot of issues to deal with, and I stumbled upon faith when I turned about 17 haphazardly because I wasn't grown up around any religion by any means, but it really changed my life for me, and I had no people around me that I could trust, and when I stumbled upon this faith, I learned and really believed that God was my friend, and I started a list of prayers, which how I came up with the name My God Box. I had a little box that I put all of these wishes for my life in it, mm-hmm. and I just had an extreme desire to create a normal life for myself, and I realized when I was 18, it was really up to me to make that decision to be able to have a normal life, and I stumbled my way through it. It took me many, many years, but it was just something that I stuck with and was adamant about having a decent life for myself. I didn't want to be another statistic, and I was definitely headed down that road. What solutions could you suggest for the system that's in place with all of these children? What do you think might help them? Well, we need society to get involved and recognize 500,000 children in foster care is an epidemic. That's the first problem. It's a government-based system. It doesn't have enough funds. And I'm trying to help create awareness so society can get involved and figure out how to help. We need more privatization. We need more fundraising. And we need people to be concerned about the children in their communities that are in foster care and really take an active approach to helping them become quality adults. Is there any training that foster parents have to go through, or is it just sort of a catches catch can situation? Well, each state, once again, is different. They all have training, but in some instances, it's less than 48 hours, and they go through a criminal background check, and they become foster parents. The training is not good enough. It needs to be much better. And I know that the Foster Parent Association of the U.S. is always fighting for more training and learning how to create more quality homes. But once again, the system's so overwhelmed, there's just not enough places to put these children in. It's definitely a very broken system. For any parents who might be listening right now who have thought about perhaps being foster parents, but maybe they're a little scared or worried about what they might be taking on, what suggestions would you have for them? Well, they definitely need to have a very, very strong heart for children in general. You're not going to become rich becoming a foster parent, but you definitely need to have your heart in the right place. And I think, you know, as long as you have that passion and motivation, you would make a great foster parent. Unfortunately, so many of the foster parents that we have out there do it instead of going on welfare, and the compensation is about the same, and they don't have their hearts in the right place to begin with.
And as a foster child, did you go through the same educational system as most kids do, the public schools? We do go through the public school systems if you can. My situation going through and living in temporary homes, I was constantly being moved around the county and out of certain school districts, and so I was not allowed to go to school. And so I went through, you know, most of my teenage years uneducated. I would get put in a continuation school here and there, but a lot of the times I was not allowed to go at all. Well, I guess there's that saying, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. It sounds like it certainly had that effect on you. You've come out a pretty complete person. You've got to take a lot of credit because you're trying to turn around and help these helpless children who are stuck in this system. Right, and, you know, I think for the children, we, you know, I always say we because I was there, you feel like such a second-class citizen and you have no control over your life. And the best thing for these kids and awareness is, for parents to step in, adults to step in. You don't have to become a foster parent to get involved with foster children and help these children to overcome and not have a victim mentality because that was the most devastating piece for me was overcoming my victim mentality of how I felt about myself coming out of you know that type of environment. Other than budgeting more funds, is there anything else that government can do to solve this problem? Well, you know, that's a real hot topic, and it takes you down many, many paths. But, you know, absolutely, there's a reason why so many children are going into foster care today, because the stress on the parents and the economy and just the main reason that you're being removed from your home, there needs to be a lot more programs to help parents become more quality parents and try to prevent having their children removed and being put in foster care to begin with. It's a vicious cycle. You know, if you're an abused child, it's very common for you to become an abusive parent, and there's just not enough programs out there to teach adults how to break those cycles. It's impressive how you were able to forgive a lot of these people who went through your life. I give you a lot of credit there. Thank you. That's really the most important thing I talk about in the book is forgiveness because anger and hatred will eat at you and ruin your life, and so you have to learn to forgive. And as difficult as it is, you just have to do it to move on. You also have a website, which is Margaret, the word Margaret, and then lano.com if folks want to check that out. My God Box, Margaret Ucolano. Margaret, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Next, you could be throwing away a million bucks, shockingly, by making 12 money mistakes. The details are coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.